the confession of a hyphenated american part one by edward a steiner author of on the trail of the immigrant from alien to citizen etc a lecture delivered under the auspices of the league for political education new york city published nineteen sixteen this is a librivox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Confession of a Hyphenated American, Part One. Dr. Oliver Wendell Holmes, who was as much metaphysician as physician, declared that every man has a blind spot if he were living in these war-clouded days he would say if he were capable of reasoning at a time when the whole world has gone mad that every man has a seeing spot and all the rest of him is blind he might declare a large portion of humanity stone blind for even the wisest and the fairest among us are in that happy frame of mind in which we believe that we alone have retained vision now that the world has gone back to the tohu vawahu which reigned before the creator said let there be light living as we are at the time when we have lost faith in one another's intellectual integrity it is as difficult to speak clearly and dispassionately as it is to listen patiently both processes become doubly difficult if the speaker belongs to that class of citizens upon whom a famous phrase-maker has bestowed the now melodorous title hyphenated americans the word hyphenated has led a very honorable and innocent existence in the ample bosom of webster's dictionary ever since that volume became the longer catechism of a large portion of the english-speaking world and according to that authority it means quote, something which is united by hyphens end quote. the hyphen itself which boasts of greek lineage means in that classic language quote, under one into one or together even where it is used to separate two words it indicates that they belong together although they have a distinct origin evidently the aforementioned phrase-maker permitted his mood to influence his definition of the hyphen with the result that the short very innocent and proper dash has by brooding over it become an elongated damnable dam so that which had the same significance as the ring at a wedding ceremony has suddenly become the symbol of divorce and it is being given the same place in the sphere of patriotism that adultery had in married life confessing the hyphen i am in the enviable position denied most of my kind in which before my peers i can present my cause and i plead guilty to the charge of being a hyphenated american according to webster not according to roosevelt i am proud of the fact and happy in it just as proud and happy as i am in being a married man rather than a divorced man that i was born in another country subject of a monarch i was for certain well-established reasons unable to avoid to my credit be it stated that as soon as i discovered my deplorable condition i sought to make amends in the only way i knew the way taken by millions before and after me emigrating to a country which was generous enough to admit us all not only did that country admit us to her shores she did not bar our way into her holy of holies thus we were bound to her so closely that we became hyphenated before we knew it wedded to her for better and for worse for richer and for poorer 
married to her as swiftly as marriages take place in this country where everything is frightfully accelerated we were bound to her with a sense of loyalty and devotion which the native-born american cannot always feel what she has done for us is sufficient to bind us to her till death do us part no matter what she may have done or not have done in these unhappy days in which every one of us has spoken harshly judged partially and condemned hastily the time will come and that very soon when all of us remembering the wild words we have let loose the ill we have approved and the good we have condemned will smite our breasts saying mia culpa again speaking for myself i had quite forgotten that i possessed even the innocent hyphen as interpreted by webster not by roosevelt there was not a drop of american blood in my veins when i landed in new york scarcely thirty years ago yet i can say to-day without a bit of cant which i always detest and which is doubly detestable in these trying days that if you drained every drop of my blood and i am willing to give the last drop if needed if thus my words might be proved you would find in my veins american blood only i regarded myself so thoroughly an american that i forgot the very names of the ships on which i chronically migrated and remembered only one of them which it seemed had brought me here the mayflower whenever i returned to the land of my birth it was like going to a foreign country when i stood before the emperor's palace in the city of vienna with no great patriotic emotions stirring in my breast i could hear the questioning voice of the poet ringing accusingly in my ears quote, lives there a man with a soul so dead who never to himself hath said this is my own my native land End quote and i had to admit that i was the miserable wretch whose existence he doubted when my face was turned westward and the odors of the steerage filled my nostrils then indeed i knew that i was going home and the alpine horn from the mountains snow-crowned and glorious had no such welcoming sound as the fog-horn from the low dunes at sandy hook others of my kind how often i have stood among thousands of my kind on the great ships whose wombs out of which millions of us were born full-grown into this new land men and women were there going back to their native land from which they thought themselves as yet unweaned many of them more successful than i were returning with small fortunes which they intended to spend in the towns and villages where they were born and where they expected to die they soon discovered however that they were pilgrims and sojourners in the land of their birth and again they were seeking another country even as heavenly or to use the language of the street they wanted to get back to god's country i have been a chronic immigrant following so frequently the trail worn by millions of weary feet across this continent that it has become a sort of white way for me straighter than that on broadway and not so dangerous i have visited every foreign colony between angel gate on the pacific and hell's gate on the atlantic and while i have found the mother tongue surviving in mutilated form among the older generation and discovered that the most loyal part of our anatomy the stomach still craves the leeks and garlics of the homeland i have also found the spirit of america brooding over these aliens wooing them and winning them while but very few do not finally yield it full allegiance i have guided many distinguished foreign guests who came here to study the strange ways of this country which they had called the dollar land 
if they were discerning and some of them were they discovered that this country is held together by a finer metal than gold and by a nobler symbol than the eagle of our coinage they found that although there have come here in the last twenty years some thirteen millions of aliens broken bits torn patches of all nationalities and races we are being knitted to one another as a nation at no time in our history has the sense of nationality been stronger and never before were we more truly the united states of america than now these students of our national life were amazed and confounded as they observed the change in the expression bearing and deportment of the peoples whom they knew in the old world as sullen rebellious suspicious and incapable of cohesion the slovaks among our immigrants i have studied most intimately both in their native country and in those hard and dangerous occupations which have fallen to their lot here in the mining camps and steel mills although among the latest comers and on account of their political history the most unripe people for americanization they passed the following resolution at a recent convention Quote, enjoying the blessings of political and civil liberty under the beneficent provisions of the united states constitution which blessings were freely bestowed upon us by the generosity of the american people who by admitting us to their land opened wide to us the doors of opportunity and allowed us to share with them the fruits of the labors of their forefathers dearly bought with their fortunes and their lives so that we can pursue happiness the great inalienable right of every man better in this land of our adoption than in the land of our birth we the citizens and residents of the united states of slavic birth can the more keenly feel the plight of our brethren across the seas and hear the agonizing cries of those millions of our kin who are still groaning under the oppression of inhuman laws and the tyranny of a selfish privileged class and well knowing that the american heart always beats in sympathy with the oppressed nations of the earth and always has been willing to lend to such oppressed peoples its moral and even material support the slavic league of america a federation of the slavic organizations and newspapers of this country dedicates this memorandum to the american people End quote not long ago i spoke at the ford hall forum in boston where democracy can be seen in the making under the guidance of that superb american george w coleman it is the most heterogeneous audience i ever addressed the majority being russian jews temperamentally the most difficult material i know for this experiment i have seen them at the great zionistic congress at basel and they were like a seething boiling mass unmanageable and dangerous theodore herzl that kingly jew a master of assemblies was incapable of controlling them i have heard him say they are impossible they will kill me if his spirit could have hovered over that audience in ford hall he would have said that a miracle had been wrought among his people for at ford hall they not only yield themselves to the speaker's fervent speech but in the discussion following they show that their fiery individualism has been subdued if not conquered they are making themselves ready to play their part in an orderly democracy it is of course well known that before the war those institutions among the older groups which depended upon the maintenance of the mother tongue languished and were ready to die 
the newspaper the church the theatre if supported at all relied entirely upon the newcomers even the first generation after a time being weaned from them this swift process was ruthless destroying much that was best in the immigrant's inheritance and frequently not putting anything of value in its place it separated families destroyed parental authority crushed out the fine flavors of tradition and left the raw human material a prey to the low the coarse and the vulgar we who had the shaping of it in our hands saved our skirts from the contaminating touch talking much about the immigrant problem but doing little to solve it in the one way in which it could be solved wherever the idealistic american man or woman heard the call to service and thank god many of them heard it there they wrought some such miracle as i have seen performed in fort hall forum go among the settlements generously scattered through your great cities and you will find a hunger for ideals a thirst for the best things and a passion for brotherly relationship hard to satisfy even by that noble army of men and women who have become the high priests of our national spirit ministering in the name of our common country i said that i had forgotten i had a hyphen and it is true if i thought of it at all it appeared to me like the lobes and glands and other now useless impedimenta which i in common with other human beings have inherited from my ancestors of varied species who knew how to use them that these useless parts may become inflamed and dangerous those of us know who have had the case diagnosed by a physician who knew not only what ailed us but also knew the size of our bank account the difficulty is not with the hyphen but with the inflamed hyphen and because it has become a somewhat contagious disease manifesting itself in different ways i shall after enumerating them discuss the various remedies proposed and offer a cure which i believe would be effective the atlantic ocean hyphen one hyphen is the atlantic ocean hyphen and that i discovered in the first cabin not in the steerage sometimes i do travel in the cabin my objection to it being not constitutional but financial on one of those rare occasions i had the good fortune to have as a fellow-passenger a real live countess naturally she would not speak to me because she had ancestors and i had none once she did graciously bridge the gulf between us and that under the stress of a great storm she asked me whether i thought the storm was going to be serious or not common danger makes for at least temporary democracy when she was assured that there was no danger she relapsed into dignified and proper aristocratic silence she had one child and a number of pedigreed dogs all of them kept from the contaminating touch of mere humans i knew her father by sight and by reputation he was a very celebrated man who fought and bled others on wall street and he had purchased a title as well as various and sundry ancestors for his daughter this was the first case of the inflamed hyphen which i discovered and i can assure you it was a hopeless one it was in that cabin and not in the steerage that i had to fight real battles for the united states for its democracy and inherent high ideals the real hyphenated americans whose hyphen signified dual loyalty badly diluted at that 
i found in charlottenburg dresden and munich in paris and the riviera among those americans who had expatriated themselves for cultural or financial reasons their patriotism showed itself in eating turkey on thanksgiving day or habitually using a certain brand of soap which is supposed to be ninety nine per cent pure still leaving one per cent for patriotism i found widows of american soldiers drawing pensions and repudiating our democracy while they spent their money in the gracious if faint shadows of royalty and near widows whose incomes were derived from the toil of american workmen yet who believed so thoroughly in preparedness that they never were without military escort i have seen the children of our merchant princes in english and swiss schools passing through educational processes which were designed to sweat out of them their american blood while in their fathers shops and mills foreign-born men and women were sweated to get the dollars with which to pay for those sons foreign education i have seen rivers of gold poured into the pockets of the prince of monaco stacks of gold good plain pure united states coin offered upon the green altar of his highness by men and women who thought it disloyal for our immigrants to send their honest savings mere crumbs from the rich men's tables to the same old poverty-stricken world one of the many effects of the european war upon our country is that these quote, hyphenated americans end quote, have had to return to the united states and that many of them had to come even as their grandfathers came in the steerage then i hope they realized what it meant to have a country a country which although imperfect in many things is one in which the individual may help it strive for perfection and consciously strive for it i wish i might have met in that steerage of our peerage those whom i met but a few years prior to that in the cabin of the steamer cincinnati that business man who told me that he came to broadway from the middle west with five dollars in his pocket a bible his mother gave him and not much else he had toured through germany france and england in his own car and was bitter about our imperfections our corrupt politics which he had never helped to make clean he gloried in the perfection and completeness of that europe through which he had glided in his eight-cylinder machine i should like to have seen him in the steerage and heard him tell how he and his wife had had to make their way through that perfect europe when the war broke out it would have been worth a great deal to have seen them walk across the dutch border and make a run for the crowded ship to take them back to the country for which he had only one use as a place in which to make money i have always regretted that i was not in europe when the war broke out just because i would have had a chance to come back in the steerage when it was crowded by americans if i had been in that steerage i would have rejoiced to see them glad for once as supremely glad as any immigrants when they passed under the shadow of the goddess of liberty the real treason against the democratic ideals of america has been committed not on the east side of new york but on the west side I find more real patriotism on Fifth Street than I find on Fifth Avenue. And if government by the people, of the people, and for the people perishes from the earth, it will perish from the exclusive suburb down and not from the inclusive ghetto up. We, who by the grace of God have been delivered from the tyranny of monarchies, are not among those who return to the old world to exchange our fortunes for baronetcies. We do not covet the condescending smiles of the nobility, nor are we among those who prate about the failure of democracy. 
we are profoundly grateful for this inheritance of government of the people and if we are dissatisfied it is because that government is not sufficiently by the people or for the people the most hopeful material for the realization of our democratic ideals is the immigrant and not the american immigrant and the biggest hyphen i know is the atlantic ocean which so many wealthy native americans have put between themselves and their united states to which they have now returned not from inclination but from necessity the impounded hyphen besides this atlantic ocean hyphen of which we have been temporarily cured by the war we have to face the stern fact that there is among the newer immigrants a large group which professor edward a ross appropriately calls the impounded immigrants certain organizations have naturally resisted the process of americanization this is especially true of the churches in which nationality and religion are either identical or so related to one another because of common historic experiences as to make them indistinguishable to their adherents the greek orthodox churches which are always nationalistic have most to fear but are the least capable of resisting the forces at work the roman catholic churches have been able to impound successfully one or two slavic groups but effectively only in agricultural colonies even there certain tendencies among them have resisted complete subjugation among the poles there is considerable schism which from the religious standpoint has little to commend it but it is an indication of the fact that there are forces working towards liberation if not towards americanization it is rather interesting and disquieting to find that the most persistent impounded hyphen is found among certain protestant churches they are supported by their governments which maintain close supervision over them because of the historic relation of these churches to similar american bodies this supervision has proved rather ineffective and wherever such fellowship has been established the process of americanization could not be resisted it would be easy to grow too optimistic as to the future of the impounded immigrants by believing that through the infiltration of american ideals these groups would be set free to develop in harmony with their new environment one or two generations are bound to grow up poorly acquainted with the language the ideals and the principles of the country destined to be their home and that of their children with the result that they and this country alike will be the sufferers it is also easy to foresee that if europe should continue to be in a state of national ferment and there is nothing to indicate that it will not the reaction will be felt by these impounded groups and the churches which guard their souls will with equal zeal guard their hyphens we have as yet no effective remedy against this impounded hyphen because by the establishment of parochial schools access to the children has been denied some way will have to be found however a way which on one side will guard the religious sensibilities of our fellow-citizens and on the other side open a way for the children to enter into its new national inheritance the political hyphen in addition to the impounded hyphen for which we seem to have no effective cure our country is visited periodically by the political hyphen an inflammatory epidemic of the hyphen at election time the seat of the contagion has always been in the bosom of one or the other of our political parties and is spread largely by office seekers 
having mixed liberal quantities of illy prepared tables of statistics and the names of national heroes which they cannot pronounce correctly with racial and national virtues the whole is fed to groups of ignorant foreigners who are taught the one privilege of democracy to vote and to vote as often as possible may i ask in all fairness and i do wish to be fair who is responsible for these hebrew republican these lithuanian democratic and other hyphenated clubs which were and are so frequently used and misused for personal and party ends may i also ask of the men who have been loud in their condemnation of the hyphen and to whom we owe the ill odor attached to it whether they are entirely guiltless may i ask who it was who went to our little hungary and ate gulias to the glory of the united states and who partook of frankfurters frequently imported sometimes domesticated and always hyphenated to prove how much they loved the germans i may be doing these people an injustice perhaps they ate gulias and frankfurters just because they were hungry perhaps they went to little hungary to see the sights perhaps they appointed certain little hungarians and little italians to office because they above all others were fitted for it certain it is that one cannot overestimate the wrong done to our national ideals by those americans who have thus emphasized the hyphen and gloried in it who have rewarded it with petty offices and have stimulated its growth they have appealed only to the most ignorant and the most degraded of the immigrants and have thus done damage to our democracy in its most vulnerable point my own introduction into this sphere of the political hyphen may be illuminating if any illumination upon this subject is needed during one of my journeys on the trail of the immigrant i attached myself to a group of poles who were in that confused mental state of the recently arrived immigrant which we designate as green we had returned to our boarding-house which like most of its class in that industrial state furnished more beer than board while we were sitting about after our frugal supper a group of american men entered so well groomed and prosperous looking as to arouse our respect if not our envy the most distinguished among them was introduced to the barkeeper who brought him to our group the distinguished american shook hands all around telling us that he was a particular friend of the poles and that as a token of that friendship he had asked the saloon-keeper to fill us up evidently he knew nothing about the poles nor how much it takes to fill them up for they drank till daybreak when they fell into a drunken stupor from which they were aroused to be marched to the ballot-box i marched with them to that altar of our civic liberty which i was eager to see i could smell it before i saw it the polish americans cast their ballot for the friend of poland and the enemy of the united states after they had been but two months in this country i have told this story in a number of towns in that state and each claimed that the identical procedure had taken place there when i finally told it in the very city where i knew that particular treason against the ballot-box had occurred i asked the audience what they did to the man who had thus betrayed them instantly the reply came from the floor we sent him to the united states senate that senator is dead peace to his ashes and more ashes to his peace there are but few well-known politicians who have not been guilty of catering to the hyphen in a more or less damaging way and the most guilty among them are those who have taken up the slogan and cry hyphenated american with the same expressions of fear as if they were shouting mad dog 
there are members of congress candidates for our highest offices mayors of our large cities and politicians great and small who drag forth the hyphenated american for his country's condemnation in the same spirit with which the pharisees dragged a woman taken in adultery before jesus of nazareth i ask them in the light of their own guilty consciences who will be the first man to cast a stone now that the hyphen is in such bad repute i trust that it will be entirely severed from party names and political slogans for if there is one place where we have no use for the hyphen and never had any it is at the ballot-box if the war has cured us of the atlantic hyphen and if it cures us of the political hyphen then god be thanked that some good has come out of this mass of ill end of part one read by michelle fry baton rouge louisiana